This podcast is brought to you by Pastor Stormy Swan and Faith Church from Lubbock, Texas. For more information, please visit our website at faithchurchlubbock.com. Lord, I'm glad you came out. It's been a good night already, huh? You know, one thing I've begun to do on Wednesdays and then as the week goes on through Sunday mornings, I just begin to pray expectations, and I, I encourage you that. Begin to tell God, man, your expectations, and God will begin to move, I promise you. And so I encourage you to do that. Once you raise your hand, if you need a Bible or ushers that get you one, once you get the Bible, go with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 16. Again, we're glad you're here. If you're a guest, we welcome if you're watching my online. Bless you, bless you, bless you. Wow, it's a good night of worship. Just a good night to praise the Lord. You know, I, many of you are probably like me. I, I can't sing a lick, but I love to worship God. I love to praise God. And so don't, don't let that cause you not to worship God. You know, uh, back before Christmas, we were going out to the jail and I thought we were going there to hand out gifts and just, just be kind to people. When we got out there, they said, we're going to sing some Christmas carols. And I was like, we're going to what? I mean, oh my gosh, I sing soul. Solo, you can't hear me, but then I'm telling you, my teacher. And so, Victoria's back to me and Victoria, we tore it up, man. I mean, we, we carried them that night in our singing. I can't sing a lick, but anyhow. Just again, it, it's a joyful noise to the Lord, all right? No matter how, how bad you are, if you're like me. If you're really bad, just come and sit with me. I'll, we'll harmonize together, okay? First Corinthians 16. This is our tithes and offerings here. Verse 1. Now concerning the collection for the saints. Huh. Now concerning the collection, which would be the giving of the saints. The saints are us that are born again. As I have given order to the churches, which is plural of Galatia, so you must do also. Now, this is the apostle Paul writing, and he said, man, I gave orders to all these churches at Galatia. Now he's at the church of Corinth, and he ends in verse number one with a great statement, and he says, so must you do also. So what must we do also? We're part of the church. Verse two, on the first day of the week, which would be Sunday, the first day of the week, let each one of you, how many of us? Each one of us, not any, many, mighty, each one of us, let them lay aside or lay something aside. Now, when he says lay something aside, what, what's he referring to? Well, he goes on to say, storing up as he may prosper. So what he's talking about, every Sunday, they were to bring some form of an offering that was representation of their paycheck or what they had earned that week. Now, I know all of you aren't paid every week, but however you're paid, you're to bring these things. You're to lay them aside. You're to purpose in your heart to, to bring these to the church here, storing up as he may prosper that there be no collection when I come. So what he's talking about here is their giving was planned. They, they purposed in their heart. 
And so when Paul would come, he's like, don't, don't bring out a special offering to me. You guys have given every week, week after week after week. And so when I, I began to look at this, every bit of this was tied to the end of 1 Corinthians 15. If you would go to the very last verse of that, it says, for the work of the ministry. For the work of the ministry. And so he challenges those believers right there to say, man, every time you get a paycheck, every time you've prospered, honor God with it. Honor God. Learn, plan, purpose in your heart to say, you know what? I don't care what it looks like. So I, I remember way, way back, and I had never honored God with a tithe. And we begin to study and read the word of God. And, and we had people that begin to walk us through what they looked like. Well, I remember when we first started giving and planting seed, nothing happened real quickly. And I was like, man, I've been giving for two weeks and nothing's happening. And, and the guy said, you understand the gardening principles, don't you? And I said, yeah. And he said, well, when you put a seed in the ground, you know that seed doesn't produce overnight. And he said, because you've never honored God with your tithes and your offerings, you have no seed in the ground, pal. And so what you're doing is you're continually putting seed in the ground. And as I put seed in the ground, every time I get increased, guess what? I'm always going to have a harvest because I always got seed in the ground. Man, I'm telling you, get a hold of this, okay? Watch what God will do. Let's pray. Father, we love you. We honor you tonight. We thank you for the word of God. We thank you even this area of scripture, Lord, that you would touch our heart with this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. The goodness of God. Well... I'm going to have us begin here tonight. I'm looking at my clock here, where I want to go. I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm to cut just a little bit, Alice. Go, go with me to the book of Mark chapter 10. Let's begin in the book of Mark chapter 10. And I'll give you just a second to go there. And in this passage here, as we begin to navigate through this, I believe there's, if not every one of us in here, it's the majority of us. This passage of scripture will begin to, it'll begin to burst some faith in you in areas of your life. And so this, this is one of these nights. I'm going to coach you through some stuff right now. O open up your heart to the scriptures, okay? Because I'm, I'm telling you, this, this will really bless you if you'll get a hold of this. Mark chapter 10 and let, let, me, let me help just a little bit before I get going there that we've been talking about speaking the word of God out of our mouths and to me it is really stating my faith. And, and when I, I start talking about stating my faith, we all did that when it came to salvation. You, you didn't get born again without stating your faith, confessing Jesus is Lord of your life. So when I talk about stating my faith, I, I put scripture that it surrounds me, where I see certain, you know, on your refrigerator. You know why I know the refrigerator is a good place? Because we go there every day. So, so put scripture, and I mean, when you open that, put scripture on your mirror. Put scripture on your dashboard. If you're on your phone a lot, put, put scripture where it, it is before you all your life and make that scripture your, your biblical faith declarations, that it becomes your affirmations that you speak those things out of your mouth. 
uh, Matthew 12, 34 says, out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth's going to speak. So your words are windows into your heart. And off of that there, you reveal what is deep, deep down on the inside of you, whether that's good or evil. Out of the abundance of my heart. So what you're feeding on day by day, it's going to come out of your mouth. Speak the word. Speak the word. Okay. Mark chapter 10, verse 46. Oh, I'm not even there. Mark chapter 10, verse 46, for the 20th time. Now they came to Jericho. Now I'm going to stop right there. As I go through this verse 46, I'm going to explain everything what it's saying here. Now they came to Jericho. As he went out of Jericho, that he was the Lord Jesus with his disciples and a great multitude. So here's the picture to start with immediately. Jesus and his disciples, they go into the city of Jericho. It's pretty clear they don't stay there very long. They're just passing through Jericho and they're leaving Jericho. When they leave Jericho, it's Jesus, his disciples, and now a large crowd's gone with them. And when you study the Bible, man, I'm, I'm telling you, wherever Jesus went, whether it was Jericho, Jerusalem, the Sea of Galilee, man, he always picked up a crowd. You know why? Because not only was he a savior, he was a healer. He was a miracle worker. So they come out of Jericho, and blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the road begging. And so get the picture, Jesus, disciples, and this large crowd. They're coming out of this, this city. Now, he's blind. He's not deaf. He's blind. And you, you can imagine what he begins to hear. Man, he's hearing all this noise. Man, I mean, it probably wasn't quiet. And so it says there he was begging. And so when I read this, was begging. this was probably what he did every day. This was how he made a lively, his livelihood. So he's out there begging. Verse 47, and when he heard it was Jesus of Nazareth, when he hears it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out. Man, when I read these words, he cries out. When he cries out, I believe he's crying out because he can't resist it. His faith has an expectation. Now, why else would he cry out if he didn't have an expectation? And so he hears it's Jesus, and he begins to cry out, and he said, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Now, when it says he heard about Jesus, what do you think he's heard about Jesus during his life? That when Jesus shows up, the lame walk, the blind see, the deaf hear. He casts out devils. So he's heard everything about Jesus, and when he hears that it's Jesus, he's like, I, I want a piece of that healing, what this guy can do. And so he hears about Jesus. And it's interesting in the comment here, he says, he begins to plead, Jesus, son of David, have mercy. So the mark of mercy for him would be healing. Now, when he uses these words, Jesus, son of David, the, the son of David is messianic title. 
And so when blind Bartimaeus says, Jesus, son of David, you know what he's doing right there? He's acknowledging Jesus as the Christ, the Messiah. Something happens when me and you, we acknowledge Jesus as Lord of my life. And so he, he cries out. He, he, he begins calling out to Jesus. And so he says, have mercy on me. So the mark of mercy in his life would be healing. What would be the mark of mercy in your life? And so then he begins to cry out. There's passion behind his proclamation. Now think about this. Bartimaeus is blind. He's blind. He can't see Jesus. He doesn't see Jesus' expression so he's not positively sure that his yelling is getting Jesus' attention. But to me, you'll see this one more. He cries out louder and louder and louder. He doesn't care what anybody else thinks. He's crying out because he wants to get Jesus' attention. So why would he cry out to get Jesus' attention? Because he had an expectation. What was his expectation about? what he had heard about Jesus. Now let that begin to, to sink into you just a little bit right here. Man, when we start hearing about Jesus, something happens. Verse 48. Then many warned him to be quiet. Then many, many warned him to be quiet. Tone it down. I bet some said, shut up. But the shame of his life and the fear of life and what others thought about him couldn't stop him. Shut up. Now, these people who tell him to be quiet They can see Jesus with their physical eyes. He can't. And these people that could see him with their physical eyes, why didn't they grab him by the hand and say, let us take you to him? I've always wondered that. Why, why didn't they pick him up and say, come on. And so you're in this story. Which one would you be? Would you be the one saying, shut up? Or would you be the one that would help him up? See, again, sometimes we, we have no care for other people. We have no compassion for other people. But what you make happen for other people, God will make happen for you. And do I have any passion? So they're screaming at him, many, be quiet. And he cried out all the more. Son of David, have mercy on me. So you know what I see him doing? When they tell him to be quiet, he takes it up to a notch higher. It's almost like you hadn't heard nothing yet. And you know what I get? When people don't, don't want you going to Jesus, when they don't want Jesus responding to you, take it up another notch. And so when I, I read this here, 
This blind man wasn't about to let anything stand in his way of getting to Jesus. Now, would that describe you? Would that describe me? He's again the Messiah. So I'm looking at this, and I have this thought come, and the question came to me. When was the last time that I got so passionate, so intense, so moved that I called out to the Lord Jesus like this? Let me ask, have you ever done that? And this was the question of the Lord. So now we take it another step. Have you ever done that publicly? Where I, I'm hurting and I get to a place in my life that, that the passion I have within me is I don't give a flip what anybody thinks. Jesus! Wow. Have I become that desperate in my life in a situation in my life that seemed so impossible. And some people would say, well, that's a little bit extreme, isn't it? I'm too dignified to do that. Am I? You know, the Apostle Paul said in Romans 1.16, he said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus. Better yet, I'm honored to proclaim the name of Jesus. Whew. Verse 49. So Jesus stood still. And there's a nugget in this right here. What got Jesus' attention so much that he stood still? The cry of a human being that begged mercy, 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 mercy. And when Jesus stood still right here, he wasn't about to ignore th this guy's bold acknowledgement, his bold faith of his. He wasn't allow, he wasn't gonna let his, his acknowledgement of him to stop him. Jesus got up and he stood still. I keep reading. And he commanded him to be called. Tell O'Bark to come here. Then they called the blind man saying to him, be of good cheer, rise, he's calling you. They said, get up, take your coat off. Go to the Lord Jesus, he's calling you. Now, there's something in this that I jumped on today. I was like, oh, my goodness. These were the same people that just a minute ago were screaming, shut up. And now they're like, he, he's calling you. Now we're going to piggyback off of you. Wow. Interesting again right here. And so he throws off his coat. And he comes to Jesus. And he's standing right here before the Savior of the world. I want you to think about this. He still can't see Jesus. But Jesus can see him. 
And he got Jesus' total full attention. And so, do you have areas in your life that you would like to get Jesus' full total attention? Man, I do. But am I, am I too prideful? Am, am I too dignified? Am, am I ashamed to publicly declare Jesus? Man, I don't want anybody to know. I, I, I want to be a 007 Christian. I want to be behind the scenes. But when this guy was like, I, I, I don't care what they think. Verse 51. So Jesus answered and said to him. Now, when I, I read that Jesus answered him, what did Jesus answer him? Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. So when he said that, Jesus is answering him. Jesus heard every word he said. He heard him plead with him, have mercy on me. Verse 51, what do you want me to do for you? All the questions that Jesus could have asked him, why did he ask this one? It's apparent, it's evident, it's very clear that God's blind. So why would Jesus ask him this? Now, don't miss this right here. Jesus knows exactly what Bart needs. Yet he wants Bart to ask him out of his own mouth. You know why? Jesus desires that every one of us go to heaven. But I don't go to heaven until I ask Jesus to come into my heart and be Lord of my life. So Jesus won't force you to do anything. And so what, what Jesus was needing Bart to do was to acknowledge what he desired for Jesus to do for him. Now let me ask you something. Do you acknowledge to Jesus what you want him to do for you? Well, he ought to know. Well, yeah, he does know. But do you know? And he said, what do you want me to do for you? And blind Bartimaeus states his faith. He said, Rabboni, that I may receive my sight. Woof. And here's the key off of that. Place yourself in the story right now. And if you're born again and Jesus is Lord just like he was for blind Bartimaeus and Jesus looks at you and says, what do you want me to do for you? Let me ask you that right now. Is there something in your life? What do you want me to do for you? Well, I don't know. 
when, when I read it, he didn't say, whatever, Lord, whatever you think. No, he specifically said that I may receive my, my, my sight. He didn't say, I wish this happens. I hope this happens. He said, this is what I desire for you to take, to take place. And look at Jesus' response. Then Jesus said, go your way. Your faith has made you well. And so, again, when I look at this, Jesus didn't shoot him down for asking. I mean, Jesus was honored. And so as I was looking at all this, I thought, what about me and you? I mean, I, I believe he's Savior. You guys believe he's Savior? I believe he's the Savior. I believe I'm born again. I, I hope you say you believe you're born again. If you don't know that, after it's over, we need to get you born again. But he's the same yesterday, today, and forever God. He still saves. He still heals. But many times we don't ask him or, and we're not bold. What would happen if we would come to the altars and say, oh, Lord, gee, I cry out to you, mercy, mercy. Now I'm getting close because we're getting close to stopping tonight. But blind Martimaeus wakes up that morning. And I don't believe he had a, had a clue what was going to take place that, that day. I, I don't believe he had an inclination what was going to take place that. I believe he thought, you know what? It's just another Monday. And what do I do on Monday? I beg. What's well, another Tuesday? What do I do? Just day by day by day. Ho-hum, ho-hum. Just another day. But just one encounter with Jesus in your life or at that moment can change your life forever. Now, you got problems today? You got issues today? Maybe you got up, but it's just another day. But what if tonight was one of those God moments where the Lord said, I'm going to encounter you tonight and we're going to change your day. We're going to change these things. What would happen? It's very easy for me when I begin to study this. Oh my gosh, God begins to move in my heart. Move in my heart. James 4 says, you have not because you ask not. What do you want me to do for you? Well, pastor, I, I know he did that for blind Bartimaeus, but I don't know that he would do that for me. But did he save you? Well, yeah. Well, he saved blind Bartimaeus too. And so when he saved you and he saved blind Bartimaeus, we came into the family of God. When I come into the family of God, there's certain things that, that accompany salvation. That's uh, Hebrews 6, I believe, where that's at. Certain things. So I'm going to have you stand up right there where you're at. So what if we put an expectation on this? That we'd have an encounter with Jesus today. We'd have an encounter with Jesus next week. What, what if we got really bold and said, you know what? We're going to have encounters with Jesus in all 2023. Throughout the whole year, we're just going to have encounters with Jesus.
know, some people frown at the religious frown at you. You know, some of you say, you need to shut up. No, we're going to plead out. We're going to cry out mercy. So we did this last week, and I, I realize what time it is, but, you know, I, I just welcome you to just bow your head and put, put your hands like a cup again. And Lord Jesus, he still saves, he still heals, he still does miracles. And we look to him, we say, Lord Jesus, son of David, have mercy, have mercy. And Jesus hears, he hears when we cry, have mercy. And Jesus, he gets our undivided attention and he says, what do you want me to do for you? And just with your hands that way, just tell him, Lord, heal me. Lord, set me free. Lord, I ask you today, I, 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 I need restoration. I need redemption. I, I need a touch of heaven today. I need your wit, whatever. Whatever. Again, we must understand, it's not too difficult for him. And so, Father God, I thank you right now. Fill our cups. Stretch us, strengthen us tonight, Father God. Grace us to not be ashamed of you, Lord. Grace us, Father God, to be people that love to call out to you, to seek you tonight, and we give you glory and honor. Father God, we ask right now, just move upon our lives. In Jesus' name. Come on, let's clap to the Lord, okay? I, I'm telling you, I, I am having adventures with Jesus, just incredible, just in my prayer time. But when I speak, I, I pray like I speak. This, this is how I pray. I mean, I, I move. I'm surprised there's not paths in the carpet and everywhere in here. I'm just moving. You know what the Lord did? He said, you need to stop. You need to slow down. And so I, I sat there today and then I got over there and I sit and I sit right here and I just get before the Lord. Just get real still. You know what? I don't know about you. It freaks me out to get still. My body freaks out. I'm used to always. And I was like, so what else you want me to do? Just be still and know that I'm God. And I'm telling you, the stiller I got and the quieter I got, I begin to hear the voice of God. And this is what was birthed in here today. God wants us to come to church on Wednesday with an expectation. He's going to show up. He's showing up right now, okay? We'll just believe him, okay? Thank you once again for joining us on this podcast. To check out more services from Faith Church, you can find our live broadcast on YouTube or check out our website at faithchurchlubbock.com for more information on upcoming events, how to give, and how you can get involved.